Whether you're traveling by bike, train, or car, there is an abundance of day trips just outside Amsterdam, each with their own charm and unique appeal. Today, I will be highlighting a few of my most memorable. This is KK Robbins, and you are listening to episode 10 of Travel Talk. Last summer, Jules planned a rendezvous in the north for the two of us and another lovely friend in which a long bike trip was involved. Having learned my limit over the years, she read the room and rented electric bikes. Smart girl. Hopping on the free ferry at Amsterdam Central Station, we crossed the main canal and shortly reached the north side. If you want to take the ferry over to the north, then look up to the tall nearby building with the tilted square on top, and you will see swings extending out from the roof. That is Adam Lookout. These are the highest swings in Europe, and it's a funhouse of sorts, with a sky-high bar and restaurant overlooking the city with 360-degree views. And those swings that extend out... You are looking down and seeing the ground and canal 100 meters beneath you. While soaring your way up to the top in the elevator, you will also witness a sensational light show. I highly recommend. Walking our bikes off the ferry and hopping on, it took only a few minutes to escape the city feel and be surrounded by green pastures. Although I had been on an electric bike before, it had only been for short distances. This was altogether different like being in a convertible. I'm definitely a fan. Guiding us along country bike paths, we see the largest cattle I've ever seen in my life on each side of us. I'd like to take this moment to remind you that I am from Texas, so this is a bold statement. These cows were massive. It took about an hour of leisurely riding before we reached our surprise destination, Teton Overleek an adorable tea house set in a garden with homemade sandwiches and cakes. It sits at the edge of a very narrow waterway that leads out into a series of canals lined with high grasses. After a yummy lunch, we all set out directly from the dock in front of the garden in a long skinny boat that Jules had pre-rented. Armed with a very vague map, we set out to cruise the canals and on to three quaint villages we could pass through. Besides the fact that all three of us were ill-equipped to drive the uncooperative vessel, it was one of the most charming experiences I can remember. Some of the waterways were scarcely wide enough for even our boat, so close you could reach out and touch the canal side, not to mention all the other times when other boats were narrowly missed along the way. One of the best things about traveling by train to other towns in the Netherlands is how close stations are to the center of town. Rarely are they more than a 10-minute walk, as is the case in Harlem. Only 15 minutes by train, this town has a similar look to Amsterdam, but with a small town feel. Plus, I'm obsessed with the plethora of English-style tea shops selling scones and clotted cream. Another great thing about Harlem is it is on the same line that continues another 15 minutes to the beach town of Zomfort, making it super easy to combine the two in one day. The town of Zonvoort itself is simple post-war era, but in the summer, the energetic boardwalk is lined with outdoor cafes and beach clubs. 
even in the off-season months. It is a wonderful escape from the city to see the sea as the train practically dead ends into the water. The Netherlands are synonymous with windmills, and although you will find one or two scattered about, the place to go is Zansachans. Just outside the small town of Zandam, Zansachans is a cluster of windmills and historic buildings that were relocated here to create the look and feel of an 18th century village. And speaking of one of a kind, the town of Zandam is quite peculiar in its own right. Instead of the low-level buildings we are used to seeing in most Dutch towns, here the town seems to go straight up. Colorful, stacked buildings that are perched above the water with raised walkways in between. Combine these two stops and you will definitely have a day to remember. Zondam is also only 15 minutes by train from Amsterdam Central Station. And then to reach Zantzachans, you can continue a few more stops to the Zondike Station. But from here, it is a 15 to 20 minute walk. There is also a bike rental directly across from the station. If you are into castles, then Matterslot is for you. The 13th century moated castle is surrounded with formal gardens. Only 10 miles outside of Amsterdam, however, this one is a little more difficult to get to. You have to take a train and then transfer over to a bus that will take you out to the castle. This would also be a great trip for an electric bike. But the easiest way would just be to catch an Uber directly from town, and then you can combine it with the nearby village of Madden. And if you're really into castles, Rent a car and head out 30 minutes to the sprawling Castle de Haar. It's near Utrecht and it is a wow. And curiously, it is surprisingly unknown by most of the Dutch we've pulled. Next is The Hague, the international city of peace and justice and the seat of government for the Netherlands, which in some parts has magnificent tree-draped boulevards that are more reminiscent of Paris. The main attraction here is one of the most important buildings in the world, yet it is one that most of the world's population is completely unaware of its very existence. The Peace Palace, a gorgeous building owned and managed by the Carnegie Foundation. Inside, it holds the two most important courts in the world, the Permanent Court of Arbitration and the United Nations International Court of Justice. And what exactly happens here is fascinating, as explained in a video by the Peace Palace that I will post in the show notes. Millions are either injured or killed in conflict each year within the world, but within these walls, individuals, corporations, and most importantly, governments meet to resolve their differences peacefully in a courtroom, not in a war. That is the sole purpose. World peace. Admission tickets are hard to come by as you have to time your search just right, essentially stalking the website so you aren't too early or too late. But I can attest that it is worth every moment of your time. When I took this tour, I walked away with a feeling that it was an experience of a lifetime. The magnitude of the work done here cannot be overstated. Go watch the video and go to the Peace Palace. There are many other options, like the town of Delft, known for their iconic hand-painted blue and white pottery known as Delftware. Delft, a university town, has a cozy feel, vibrant restaurant scene, and 
tiny blue mosaic accents scattered throughout. This requires two 30-minute trains or catch the tram that runs directly from The Hague. And if you happen to be in Amsterdam during the Christmas season, head straight for Leiden. It has a floating Christmas market that fills the canals. It also happens to be a charming town the other 11 months of the year. Lastly, it is tulip season, and opening soon in the town of Lissa is the world-famous Dutch Tulip Gardens of Kuchenhof. Known as the Garden of Europe, Kuchenhof is one of the world's largest flower gardens. Approximately 7 million flower bulbs with 800 different tulips are planted in the gardens annually. Staff works behind the scenes year-round, but the grounds are only open each year from late March to mid-May. The most magnificent blooms usually appear in April, but you will be walking among miles and miles of pathways through the flowers and across ponds with both indoor and outdoor shows. And not only will tulips be in bloom, you will also see daffodils and hyacinth. It is important to note that you cannot walk directly among the fields here like many people imagine. You must stay on the paths. And if you want to get the ultimate view, you can hop on a helicopter. This massive complex is a full day adventure. There are various shuttles and combination tickets from points in the city. All info can be found on their official website that will be posted in the show notes. It is only for six weeks, but it is one of the biggest events in all of the Netherlands. And if you happen to miss it, Simply go to the Bloemenmarkt, which is right in the center of Amsterdam, and you can take home your own Dutch tulip bulbs. Now for Q and KK. Today's first question. Is Amsterdam safe? It is definitely safe. And in fact, I can't think of a single time where I felt uncomfortable in any way, including on public transportation. And another huge bonus is that it does not have the same problems with the homeless and panhandling like you will find in other major European cities. That said, regardless of where you are anywhere in the world, just be mindful that if there's any type of tourist area, there is going to be a draw for some type of pickpockets. I don't find that to be the case in Amsterdam as much as other places. However, you just want to be mindful of it all the time. Where are your belongings? How are you keeping your phone? And my biggest tip for that is you don't need to have everything locked down, like waist belts and all of these things. I actually carry a tote bag that's completely open. It doesn't even zip, but it's the way in which I have the things inside of there. I usually put a scarf on top of my wallet, my belongings, but it's really about what you're doing when you're actually making a transaction. I find that most of these things happen when you are not being aware of exactly what you're doing. Any time that I have had my belongings taken, it has been because I'm not paying attention. And this is especially when making a purchase. Take the time to put the things back away. Take your credit card, the cash, put everything back where you have it stored. Also, contactless payment by phone is huge in Amsterdam. So if you have that capability, get that set up before you ever leave home. Get all of the credit cards that you might be using when you're traveling abroad. Get those all set up in there. And then as much as possible, use that phone to make that transaction. And you can use that form of payment for practically anything that you're purchasing, regardless of how small the amount is. Next question. What are some tips for renting a bike in Amsterdam? 
you can rent a bike on practically every block. However, the real question is, what are you going to do with that bike once you get it? Although there are bike paths throughout the entire city, I mean, everyone bikes here, it really can be maddening. I would say that, of course, you can do it. Do your best to stick to right turns. Know that people are going to fly by you and with just an inch to spare. The best advice I can give you, don't be a squirrel. You know how squirrels will dart out and then you're just like, just keep going. Which way are you going? These are professional riders. They've been on bikes since they were probably two years old. If you stick with what you're doing and not worry about them, they will go around you. They will adjust to you. The worst thing you can do is stop or try and anticipate their move. Next question. Which cities in Europe would be easiest to combine with Amsterdam? Well, if you already have one city in mind that you're planning on going and you want to combine it with Amsterdam, I will just say that you can get a nonstop flight that is quite inexpensive from most any city in Europe. However, let's focus on easiest in terms of means by train. The center of Paris is only three hours by train. It is so easy. I've popped down there just for the night. You can also go between London and Amsterdam by train. Yes, via the underwater tunnel through the English Channel known as the Channel. It takes about four and a half hours. Those two cities being such close proximity makes this a perfect triangle to string together. London, Amsterdam, Paris, any one of those combinations. Also, these routes are extremely popular and ticket prices can go up dramatically the closer to the date. So unlike airline tickets, train tickets are much more flexible. I try and book mine well in advance and I use an app called Trainline for all of my European train travel. It stores all my info in one place and it's good for most any train in Europe, including the local trains, like for short day trips between towns like we've been talking about. And I can't begin to tell you how many times I have stood on small town platforms, especially in France, and while everyone else is scrambling to find coins and figure out how to work the often out-of-order machines, I am calmly booking my ticket in the app for the next available train. Once again, proving data is king. Join me next week when we ride into my home state of Texas. Giddy up!